What is up? What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Black Box, the show where we unpack, unbox, and unwrap everything black. I am your girl, Big C. How are y'all doing on this fantabulous Friday? I hope y'all are having an amazing Friday thus far, but it's about to get even better because y'all already know what's going on today. We are back with another Black Review criminal edition, that's right, for the whole entire month of December all the way up until, well, let me not say the whole entire month. For the month of December all the way up until Christmas Day, December 25th, I will be reviewing Christmas movies. Pretty much all Christmas, you know? So, you, of course, you're going to get your black reviews on Friday, but you're also going to get a black review on Monday from another Christmas movie. So, ho, 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 you're welcome, you know? So, uh, you know, in the Christmas spirit, you know, I just, <laughs> I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas type of girl. So why not share my love of Christmas with my Black Box fam? So that's what we are going to be doing. I hope y'all are excited because today for this Black Review, it's an emotional one. Um, if you follow me on my social media, which you should, hello, I put up a poll on Wednesday and I wanted you guys to vote on two um movies for me to review which i do pretty much all the time now for the christmas edition of black review i'm gonna put a poll up uh for every friday show uh it's gonna be between two movies and whichever movie wins the poll that's the movie i will review for friday so on wednesday i put last it's last holiday and best man holiday and of course best man holiday one so that is the movie that i will be reviewing today for black review christmas edition i just want a little side note i'm mad at y'all for making me watch this movie because i just want y'all to know best man holiday is just not a movie that you just casually pop in even though it's a good movie i absolutely adore the movie it's amazing it's just not one of those movies you just pop in every you know oh yeah let me just put black best man holiday on no no y'all that movie it takes a lot out of you emotionally it's you know oh it's just a lot but (laughs) i do it for y'all so (laughs) that's what we gonna do today y'all we are going to be reviewing best man holiday for black review criminal edition but before we get into that y'all already know i gotta give y'all the hot box news the tea around town what's going on in these streets okay so first up the wrongful execution of brandon bernard uh i believe it was yesterday a man by the name of brandon bernard was wrongfully executed by the government um brandon bernard was convicted of murder in 1999 when he was a teenager uh, mr bernard was an accomplice out of fear and was not he was not like the person who ultimately ended up killing the two people that ended up dying or obviously see they died but he was more so like an accomplice like he was present when the crime was committed he wasn't like the main force behind why the two people ended up dying and you know in court he testified against the young man who uh was an accomplice or who made him an accomplice who was really you know the actual killer um but to no avail he was still convicted and he was sentenced to death row he was only 15 at the time so i think he was like one of the back then he was like one of the youngest uh i think members of death row because he was like 15 i believe so 
very crazy, right? So years later, this man, so fast forward, like decades later, this man is like 40 years old now. He's been in jail since he was like 15. And, you know, I'm sure he's done, like, many appeals, you know, trying to get his conviction overturned. And even back then, I believe, like, four out of the nine jurors that were still alive and present, they pretty much was like, you know, I feel he should be granted clemency. You know, I feel, you know, he should be given some type of appeal because at the end of the day, he was not the shooter. He was an accomplice. You know, he wasn't the the cause of why these two people died. He was just present. And, you know, they feel like time served, you know. He'd been in jail since he was 15, y'all. Like, come on. Like, that's that's enough. So, Kim K reached out. And y'all know, like, Kim Kardashian, she has been doing a lot with prison reform. She was, like, one of the main forces as to why Miss Antonia Brown got out or was granted clemency. And she's been just been trying to do a lot uh, on that standpoint. She reached out to Donald Trump asking for clemency for Mr. Bernard. Uh, Many people signed petitions, called the prison in which he was being held before his execution you know before it went down and i believe some hours before he was like given time uh to recover not recover but time to um you know try to appeal or try to get uh you know get his execution not pushed back but like just taken away altogether and a new lawyer was on his case like you know everything would look like it seemed to be going pretty well but unfortunately at 9 27 p.m last night he was executed uh kim kardashian went on instagram and she uh talked about the final moment she spoke with him and he just was very concerned about his family and their well-being and he was he was executed y'all wrongfully wrongfully executed basically murdered by the government when all donald trump had to do was make a call but we all knew he wasn't gonna do that because that man is selfish and he's worried about the fact that he lost election that he's still trying to prove he didn't lose he's too butthurt over that to just finish out the rest of his uh presidency and at least do do something good you know he he's not concerned about that so unfortunately mr brandon bernard was executed last night and it's just very unfortunate yet again and i'm like it's just very disheartening you know and it just makes you angry and more than anything it makes me angry but just prayers up to his family to those who knew him to those lives he had touched you know people he did know it's just very sad it's just very 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 sad once again another black man dead by the hands of the law the law you know like i don't want to say i'm becoming like numb to it but at this point i am because it's just it's just ridiculous and it needs to stop and will it ever stop i hope so you know by the time i have kids i want my kids to be in a completely different world than what we're in right now because this is just absolutely ridiculous but prayers up to mr brandon bernard's family i hope that they find some type of peace some type of comfort in this moment and yeah that's all i can say about that y'all it's just it got me tight it got me real tight Moving on, unfortunately. Next on Hotbox News, Lil Baby cheats with an adult film star. So, Lil Baby, rapper Lil Baby, was caught cheating once again, but this time with an adult film star by the name of Miss London. Now, Miss London, she was gone off that drink, gone off that 1942. She made a series of tweets alluding that she had slept with Lil Baby and that he paid her $6,000 to do so. 
when all this came out, when stuff hit the fan, Lil Baby took to Twitter and also made a series of tweets of his own. He basically was like, this girl is lying. Like, y'all ridiculous to believe this. Y'all really think I'm about to pay $6,000 to have sex with somebody? I'm Lil Baby, this, that, and the third. And uh, Lil Baby's girlfriend uh, and baby mama, Miss Jada, who is beautiful, by the way, she also took to Twitter and basically was telling, you know, the public, like, y'all are really ridiculous. Y'all believe anything. As soon as I get a little bit of happiness, the internet finds some ways to destroy it. And she basically was telling Miss London, like, little mama, you is bad for business. And so Miss London, she saw this and she posted a screenshot of little baby DMing her privately on Twitter, which it was his profile. It wasn't a fake profile. It was his profile from Twitter. Uh, basically DMing her, like, why would you leak this? You know, you messed up. You messed up a bag. You know, uh, what do you gain by leaking this, basically? So this, you know, led, led many fans to believe that it was true, that he did sleep with her and that he did, in fact, cheat on Jada again. So, you know, the internet, of course, going off, doing what it does. A lot of people were calling Jada uh, stupid for staying with him, but a lot of people who are Lil Baby and Jada fans were not surprised because, like I said before, Lil Baby, he has been caught cheating on Jada multiple times. They both had multiple um, cheating scandals and cheating allegations. Well, not Jada. Definitely not Jada, but Lil Baby has. And a lot of people fault Jada for staying because, you know, a lot of people assume she's staying for the money and, you know, that she's with him because, you know, he's Lil Baby. You know, she don't want to leave the lifestyle, this, that, and the third. So... That's what's going on with that. But in a twist of events, Miss London, she came out, I think, like, recently and was like, you know, oh, well, I was drunk. And, you know, the timeline isn't what y'all thinking it is. You know, it's not as recent as people are assuming it is. Because, you know, if y'all are present or, like, if y'all are very active on social media, you know that Lil Baby and Jada have been, you know, pretty much, it looks like they've been copacetic. Because, you know, no, nothing crazy. It looks like they got back together after a brief stint of them being apart. Uh, they celebrated her birthday together. They, she had a, a lavish birthday party. And then he took her on a vacation for her birthday. And then Lil Baby just recently celebrated his birthday. And they were together for that. Where she bought him an extravagant gift as well. So, you know, everything seemed to be fine. And then, boom, out of the woodwork comes this woman claiming that uh, she just recently slept with Lil Baby. But she's saying, the porn star, Miss London, she's basically saying that uh, she did sleep with him, but it's not as recent as people are thinking it was, and that the whole situation has been squashed, and this, that, and the third, and, you know, resolutions have been, you know, solved already. So... I'm assuming he cheated way back when, and we didn't know nothing about it. But now, Miss London, the adult film star, she's coming out the woodwork, basically like, oh, well, I did this with Lil Baby, you know. Just added another notch to his belt of cheating, you know. Pretty much is what I got from it. So, the two have just been going back and forth on uh, Twitter. Not Jada and Lil Baby, but, you know, Lil Baby made his series of tweets. Miss Jada made her series of tweets. And they're basically just, like, deading the situation at this point. They're just like, yeah, yes and no, it did or did not happen. But, you know, we're never not gonna, we're never going to know the whole story, you guys. Because y'all know how celebrities like to do damage control. And this is this and this is that. And at the end of the day, Lil Pitbull, baby, you done cheated once again. And I just it just saddens me because Jada is such a beautiful young lady. Like, she seems very talented. Um, 
I believe she was a YouTube star or something before. I think before or during, while she was with Lil Baby, he was trying to like become a major artist. I believe she was a YouTube star. But at the end of the day, like she's a beautiful young lady and you know, the world is your oyster, Miss Jada. And you can do whatever it is that you decide to do. And I just feel like, even though I know their biggest goal, Lil Baby and Jada, I know their biggest goal isn't to be role models. But at the end of the day, when you have a platform like that, you kind of are a role model. And I just feel like it's sending the wrong kind of message to young men and to young women. Like, okay, to young women, it's basically saying, like, girl, if he got enough money, you'd rather be crying in a Maybach than crying in a Honda Accord. And it's like, why why cry at all? Why cry at all? I don't care how big or small that man's wallet is, girl. If he is embarrassing you, if he's causing you pain, get that bread, then leave. You feel what I'm saying? Be king. Get out. Go. Hit the dough. Hit the bricks. Something. Get out of that because I just hate that we kind of live in a generation where money is valued over everything. Like, money is valued over integrity, loyalty, honesty. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, girl, he can do whatever he wants to you as long as you get that new Chanel, that new Birkin, that new whatever, 2021 Maybach, whatever it is that the rich and famous like to do with their money. But, girl, you gonna go through all that for a bag, for a car, for a lifestyle? I guess it's easier to say you would never do something like that if you've never been put in the position. But how many more times? How many more times are we gonna let little baby cheat? Miss Jada. But that's all I got to say about it. I hope they figure it out. They gonna do what they do best, damage control, and act like nothing ever happened. But, hey, that's their life. Okay? Alright, let it hey, that's life. But yeah, that's what's going on with them. Next for Hotbox News, the passing of two icons. Y'all, I was so hurt when I heard about this. Actress Natalie DeSalle passed away this past Monday on December 7th. She was 53. Now, if you don't know who Natalie DeSalle is, she played Nisi on BAPS, a very popular um movie baps is star also starring holly berry she played holly berry's best friend niecy oh i love baps baps is one of like my favorite movies of all time she played uh niecy on baps she also played uh on a tv show called eve starring the rapper eve she played one of eve's best friends she also was in a cinderella story with brandy and whitney houston and whoopi goldberg she played one of the wicked stepsisters in a in Cinderella and I was just so sad to hear of her passing at first nobody uh quite knew what it was she passed from there was no information but a young lady who she a young comedian excuse me uh, by the name of Jazz on um Instagram she was very close with Natalie they had done a show together on BET and she alluded that uh cancer was the reason why Miss Natalie Giselle had passed so a lot of people thought it was cancer because of what the comedian Miss Jazz said. So, rest in peace to Natalie DeSalle. She will truly be missed. And she was always one of my favorite, like, underrated actresses because she was just so funny. Like, just so, so funny. So naturally funny. Like, if you've seen Baps and you watched her as Niecy, like, she, she was hilarious. She was absolutely hilarious. 
but R.I.P. to her. And one of my aunts, in my opinion, she looks like uh, Natalie DeSalle to me. So it's like now, every time I see my aunt, I'm going to be like, oh, it's Natalie. It's Natalie DeSalle. And then on top of that, days later, yesterday, actor Tommy Tiny Lister, a.k.a. Debo, he passed away as well. He was 62. Now, the cause of his passing, nobody is quite sure. No reports have come out uh, as far as I know, but... He passed away. He was found unresponsive in his California home. Um, I was just like, dang. First y'all gonna take Nisi now, Debo? 2020 is just not through with us. They're like, we about to take... 2020 done ran us for our pockets, y'all. They, they, 2020 done robbed us. Robbed us blind. They, t- they just snatching. Snatching jewels, snatching everything. Like, 2020 is not through with us. They said, oh, it's still December. We got time. We got time today, cuz. Like, they still, still snatching. Still snatching. But R.I.P. to those two icons. They will truly, truly be missed. 53 and 62, y'all. Uh, Debo was 62. That's still too young. But... That's what's going on with that. Oh, Jesus. And last but not least, a lot of stars recently, celebrities have come out uh, revealing their pregnancies. Cassie revealed that she and her husband, Alex Fine, are expecting their second child. So congratulations to them. Um, if you follow them or if you have followed them, you know that they already already have a little girl named Frankie who just turned one this past Sunday on December 6th. So congratulations to them on their new little bundle of joy or their second on the way. And Christina Milian, she is pregnant again with her third child with her fiance, Matt Pacora. This will be the couple's second child. Uh, but this will be Christina Milian's third child. Her first daughter is by her ex, uh, The Dream. Y'all know who The Dream is. Amazing. Um, they have a daughter together. Her name is Violet. So that's Christina Milian's oldest child. I believe her name is Violet. Yes, she is so cute. She looks just like her mom. But yes, Christina Milian has an older daughter named Violet. And then um, she got with her fiance. Matt Pacora, and they just had their first child, which was, which was Christina Milian's second child. Uh, they had a baby boy uh, named Isaiah. He was born in January of this year, so he was born January 2020. And now they are about to have their second child. Uh, they didn't really give a day or where or like what time the baby will be born around. They just revealed that they were expecting. Yet again, so congratulations to Cassie and Christina Milian on their bundles of joys. We all need a little bit of happiness right now with everything going on. And what better way to, you know, lift everybody up in the Christmas spirit than to announce that you're about to have a beautiful baby. Like, congratulations to them. And I can't wait to see how the baby turned out. Even though Christina Milian hasn't even showed us, like, a picture, a photo. He's in the photos with her. Her new baby, Isaiah, but, like, I don't think we've ever seen his face. But Cassie, she has, like, showed so many pictures of her daughter, Frankie, which is such a cute name, in my opinion. A lot of people hate that name, but I think that's very cute and creative. So, congratulations to them. I can't wait to see how the babies turn out. I'm still waiting for Miss Kelly Rowland to drop her baby. She needs to come on, because I need to know. I'm still waiting for Miss Zanique to drop her baby. She's been pregnant for a little minute, too. A lot of people are pregnant right now, and I'm just waiting for the babies to drop. Just drop them. 
drop the kids. So, congratulations to them. And that'll wrap up Hotbox News. Let's get into this Black Review Crema Edition. Yes, I did sing. And I know it was flat, so don't judge me. <laughs> but... Like I said, we will be reviewing Best Man Holiday. If you haven't watched it, I do suggest it. I do recommend you go watch it. So I'm going to try not to give too much away while I'm reviewing this. So I'm not going to have too much to say because, like I said, this movie took me on a whirlwind. It took me on a ride. So I'm not going to have too much to say. I'm just going to give you all my pros and my cons, and then we're just going to leave it at that, okay? I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to give nothing away because I want y'all to watch it, and I want y'all to be how I was in the state that I was when I watched it for the first time, okay? So before we get into the pros and cons, y'all already know i got to give you all the black box facts on Best Man Holiday. So, Best Man Holiday, it premiered November 15th, 2013. Uh, me and my family, we were particularly excited about it to go see it in theaters, and we actually did go see it in theaters. Y'all remember when we could do that? <laughs> remember when we could go to the movies? Y'all remember that? <sighs> God, I miss it. I miss it so much. But, yeah, excuse me, let me get myself together. I'm a thug, we don't cry. But, yeah, so, y'all, it just hurts me so much. But we went to go see uh, Best Man Holiday in theaters. Now, I hope I don't get my black card revoked for this, but when we went to go see Best Man Holiday, I had not really seen Best Man, the movie, like the first movie. So don't judge me. I don't care. Whatever. What you gonna, who gonna pop me? Like I thought. But I hadn't really seen Best Man. Of course, I had heard of the movie. And I knew who was in it. And I knew that it was like a black staple in, you know, black Hollywood or whatever. But I just had never really watched it. But after watching Best Man Holiday, which is so backwards. I went and I watched Best Man all the way through. So, don't judge me. But Best Man Holiday, it premiered November 15th, 2013. It was directed by Malcolm D. Lee. Uh, he was also the original director for Best Man. He also directed Girls Trip and a movie by the name of Undercover Brother with Eddie Griffin. If you haven't seen Undercover Brother, go watch that as well. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. The runtime for Best Man Holiday is 123 minutes. You do the math because I'm not going to <laughs> at all. I'm not going to do it. But it's 123 minutes. So... Yeah, do what you will with that. The budget for this movie was $17 million, and at the box office, it made $71.6 million. So, investment returned and then some. You feel what I'm saying? Money well spent. $17 million well spent, if you ask me. And the overview goes as follows. Nearly 15 years after they were last together as a group, college friends Lance Harper, Candace, Quentin, Robin, Jordan, Merch, and Mia finally reunite over the Christmas holidays. Though much has changed in their lives, the friends discover just how easy it is for long-forgotten rivalries and passionate romances to be reignited. So Lance, Harper, Candace, Quentin, Robin, Jordan, Merch, and Mia are all one friend group. That is amazing. Does Raise your hand. If you have that many friends in your friend group, I'm going to say the names again. Y'all count. Lance, Harper, Candace, Quentin, Robin, Jordan, Merch, and Mia. 
they forgot one person, Shelby. I don't even know if she was part of the friend group, but she was at one point. That's nine people. That's nine people. Well, originally, okay, well, if you've seen Best Man Holiday, you know who, like, the original friends were. I think it was just Lance, Harper, Quentin, Jordan, Merch, and Mia. So that's six people. Candace came at the end, Robin came at the end, and then Shelby, she was mixed in there somehow, somewhat. But that's nine whole people. Raise your hand if you got nine people in your friend group. If you do, I'm a little jealous. Because, well, not really. Because, you know, they all got problems. Sometimes the bigger the friend group, the bigger the problems, you feel me? So, I'm not too jealous, but sometimes I do be wishing, like, I had, like, a, a big, big, big friend group. I don't know. But that's a big old friend group. But that's the overview. Let's get into this cast. Now, if you watch Best Man, the original movie, you already know who is in the cast. But if you haven't, I'm going to give you a rundown. So, Lance, the main character, is played by Morris Chestnut. Um, if, you don't who, if you don't know who Morris Chestnut is, I'm not going to say that because that would be mean. But get yourself together. That's all I'm going to say. But Morris Chestnut, he is... Ask your granny. If you don't know who Morris Chestnut is, just be like, Granny, who is Morris Chestnut? And see what she do. That man is a generational, a generational beauty. You feel me? Every, every, everybody's mama, grandma, great-grandma think he is fine. And he is. I mean, where's the lie? But Morris Chestnut, some of his more prominent roles include Two Can Play That Game, The Brothers. What else was he in? I was about to say The Wood. He was not in The Wood. But overall, Morris Chestnut is a household name. Harper, who is Lance's, a.k.a. Morris Chestnut's best friend, is played by Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs is also a major name in Black Hollywood. Um, some of his notable films include Brown Sugar, The Wood, Rent, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Robin is played by none other than Sanaa Lathan. Robin is Tay Diggs's wife. So Robin is Harper's wife. Robin is played by Sanaa Lathan, also a staple in the black community. She was in countless movies that include Brown Sugar, Love and Basketball, Something New, The Family That Praise. It goes on and on, okay? Legendary. Jordan is played by none other than everybody's favorite auntie, everybody's favorite 90s it girl, Miss Nia Long, okay? Nia Long's most notable films include Friday, Love Jones, and Soul Food. Love Jones is one of my favorite romantic movies of all time. If you haven't seen Love Jones, go check that out. Mia, who is Lance's wife, is played by Miss Monica Calhoun. Now, she, of all the people, she's known um, in Hollywood, but unlike her cast members, and this is no shade, this is just facts. Unlike her cast members, her filmography is not that extensive, but I think the roles, besides playing Mia in Best Man, and Best Man Holiday. I think the roles Miss Monica Calhoun would be best known for is Players Club. She played Ebony on Players Club. Yes, that bad cousin who was a little trifling. That's her. And she also played in a movie called uh, Twa Pandora's Box, where her character awkwardly was also named Mia. So, Miss Monica Calhoun. If you see her, if you look at her face, you'll recognize her. Quentin, which. <laughs> crazy. Quentin is played by Terrence Howard. 
we all know who Terrence Howard is, y'all. Let's just don't fake the funk. Y'all know who he is. But some of his best-known movies are Hustle and Flow. He is best known for playing Lucius on Empire. And he was also in one of my favorite movies called Idlewild. If you haven't seen Idlewild, it has an outcast in it. It has Andre 3000 and Big Boy in it. it has Terrence Howard in it. It has um the lady who voices Pity Proud. I can't think of her name right now, but it has her in it. It has... um. Paula Patton in it, like, Idlewild is amazing, it's beautiful, wonderful movie, go check that out, but yes, Terrence Howard, he plays Quentin, Julian is played by a man named Harold Perignon, I hope I said that right, um, I recognize him from the movie Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio, if you haven't seen that, I suggest you go watch that as well, it's a really good movie, but he was also in the Matrix trilogy, Harold Perignon, he plays Julian, Candace is Julian's wife now. Uh, it's played by the amazing, the hilarious, the beautiful Miss Regina Hall. Miss Regina Hall is best known for her movies. A scary movie. She was in all of them, I believe. Uh, Think Like a Man, Girls Trip. She also played in Malibu's Most Wanted, which is one of my favorite movies. It's not like my favorite, favorite, favorite movie, but if Malibu's Most Wanted comes on, please believe Sierra's going to watch it. Big C's going to watch it. So, yes, Miss Regina Hall, she's been in a lot of recent stuff, like Little, and I forgot she just, she just recently did the new uh, Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. Well, Samuel L. Jackson was the old Shaft, but, you know, she did the new one where her and Samuel L. Jackson's son was now trying to be Shaft. She did that one. So, she's, she's popping right now. She's real popping right now. She was popping back then. You feel me? So Miss Regina Hall, I love her. A lot of people say my sister looks like her, but I don't see it. Not to say like my sister is ugly, which she's obviously not. She's not, but I don't know. People say they look alike, so I don't know. But Miss Regina Hall, she plays Candace. Shelby, who used to be Julian's girlfriend, but is no longer, is played by an actress named Miss Melissa D'Souza. Now, she's kind of like uh, Miss Monica Calhoun. Like, you would recognize the face, but you would not recognize the name. The only movie that I recognized Miss Melissa D'Souza from, besides Best Man, she was in Miss Congeniality, the first one. Uh, if you haven't seen Miss Congeniality, uh, it's starring Sandra Bullock. She is a cop who goes undercover at a beauty pageant to find a killer. Miss um, Melissa D'Souza, she played one of the contestants of the pageant. So... A very small role, but still a role, so that's why I recognize her. So, Shelby is played by Miss Melissa DeSalsa. And last but not least, Brian, who is Nia Long's boyfriend at this point in Best Man Holiday, is played by Eddie... Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this last name. Eddie Sibrian. That's what it looks like it says, so I'm just gonna go with that. Sibrian. Uh, I recognize him from CSI Miami. He played Jesse. Jesse Cardoza, if you are a CSI fan like myself, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, and he was also in the movie Not Easily Broken with Morris Chestnut. He played uh, Morris Chestnut's best friend, I believe. Was it his best friend that did the football? Not the football, the baseball team with him? Yes, it was him. And that is the entire cast. Very, very, you know, hot cast. Uh, when uh, the original movie, when Best Man came out, the cast was very, like, well talked about because they were all like very up and coming in the in the movie industry in the film industry as far as black hollywood is concerned like come on morris chestnut 
Tay Diggs, Sanaa Lathan, Nia Long, like, all these people have done movies together or with each other at one point in time. Like, star-studded cast, in my opinion. So, before we get into our own ratings, some of the professional ratings, IMDb gave Best Man Holiday a 6.7 out of 10, which is ludicrous because this movie was amazing. Even though it was, like, a remake... And, you know, sometimes remakes don't always go the best. This movie was amazing. A 6.7 out of 10 is just ludicrous. IMDb, I'm talking to y'all. Metacritic gave it a 59%, which I'm like, still still too low. Still too low, in my opinion. And Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 71%. I kind of sort of agree with Rotten Tomatoes, but not really. I still feel like it's too low. Like, they could have gave it, like, an 80%, in my opinion, Rotten Tomatoes. But, you know... I'm not a professional or nothing, just a girl. I'm just a girl with a lot of opinions, okay? So those are the professional ratings, and that is all the black box facts. Let's get into these pros and these cons, honey. Like I said, I'm going to try not to give too much of it away, because if you haven't seen Best Man Holiday, first and foremost, go watch Best Man first. If you haven't watched Best Man first, go do that. And then once you're done, then come back and watch Best Man Holiday. It'll, it'll hit you different. Because I did it backwards. I watched Best Man Holiday first, and then I went and watched Best Man. But then, when I went and watched Best Man, I went and watched Best Man Holiday, it hit different. So, go and do that first. But if you did it in the correct way, and you didn't do it in the retarded way like I did, then, you know, you already know what I'm talking about. But... Go watch Best Man Holiday if you haven't. But I'm going to try not to give too much away when I do my pros and my cons. So my first pro is that it's a remake. And I love remakes when they're executed properly. Like, you know, sometimes people do remakes and they kind of ruin the integrity of the original movie. I feel like Best Man Holiday did not do that at all. It, it held up the integrity of the original film Best Man and then it added on to you know, the feeling that Best Man gave you, it added on to that. Because especially since it's a holiday movie, so, you know, people are already sensitive and, you know, all about coming together and uniting during the holidays. So it just made it even more of an emotional movie, even more of an emotional film. So I love that. I love, I love this remake. I loved that they remade. I guess you can't really call it a remake. What is it, like a sequel? Okay, there we go. A sequel. Excuse me. It's not a remake. It's a sequel. And I agree, sometimes sequels can ruin the integrity and the iconic status of the first movie. You know, you're like, oh, why would you make a sequel? Like, it didn't need a sequel. And I feel like some people felt that about Best Man Holiday. Like, why does it need a sequel? It don't need a sequel. But, you know, the sequel did it justice. So, Best Man Holiday, love it. I love the sequel. I love that they did a sequel. And I love that they came back. Like, like 15 years later, you know, everybody's in a different place. Everybody's older and smarter and wiser. So, I loved it. My next pro was I love that the characters' lives fit perfectly. Because, you know, I think back in uh, when Best Man had came out, like, in the 90s, like, everybody was still, like, trying to figure it out. Like, even though they were, like, out of college, kind of like where where I'm at now in life. Like, when Best Man came out, everybody was out of college. They were older. You know, they were trying to get their feet. Like, they were trying to figure out their life and, you know, excel in life. Trying to, you know, become something. And now, 15 years later, everybody is just doing exactly what I pictured they would be doing. Like, Shelby, who was Julian's uh, girlfriend at the time of Best Man, she is now, like, a reality TV star. Like, she's, like, on a version of Real Housewives of something 
Lance, of course, he was a football player in in uh in best man so you already know he's like a superstar now 15 years later he's like breaking records and he's just amazing harper who is played by tay Diggs, he had just released a book in best man and you know it was a bestseller but now he's having like trouble trying to like make another bestseller and him and his wife uh Sanaa Lathan, a.k.a. Robin, she, they're having problems, like, trying to have kids, but she's pregnant, uh, Nia Long, she's, like, a major, uh, brand exec, or not, not Nia Long, Quentin, so, my bad, Terrence Howard, who is, who plays Quentin, he's, like, a major brand executive for, like, a label, so, like, he knows all these celebrities, and he's always, you know, at the hottest events, and, like, so, the lives that they've like the lives that they have now 15 years later it just sinks perfectly because you know sometimes when they do sequels and then they show you like the people's lives like what they're doing it just don't match up i'd be like how but i mean that'd be life sometimes life does come at you hard life does kind of hit you so but i like that their lives kind of fit perfectly to you know what i assumed they would be like 15 years later from how best man the first movie was so i like that my next pro was the lip sync scene. Y'all already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> when they lip synced uh, Can You Stand the Rain. Loved it. Gave me all the feels. Because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a very old school baby. I love old school music at times. Especially old school R&B. So, to see like Morris Chestnut, Tay Diggs, Terrence Howard, and uh, Harold Perrineau, who plays Julian. Just to see them <laughs> do all that. I loved it. And then they had the women sit there and watch loved it gave me all the feels absolutely i think everybody loves that scene if you've seen best man holiday you can't not say you don't love that scene my next pro was that mia who was played by miss monica calhoun she is lance's wife mia finally giving lance some truth so if you watch best man holiday you already know that there was an inc- an incident that caused lance and harper because they were, like, really tight. They were best friends. There was an incident that caused them to uh, not be as close. And it caused some friction in their friendship. Pretty much to the point where, like, Lance was about to kill Harper. Almost. But it involved uh, Mia, who was Lance's wife. It involved her. And Lance was just putting all the fault on Harper. Even though Lance and Best Man, he was not the best character like he in no way was like an upstanding gentleman even though he tried to pose himself as one he just was not he was just not a good man he was very toxic if you will and so the incident involved mia and lance was just putting all the fault on harper just you know basically like blaming him and like oh you've done this you've did this like i can't believe like you know when in fact mia was the one like she was the one who incited kind of like the incident or whatever so she was just basically telling lance like just as mad as you are at harper just as much as you hate him a little bit you kind of need to be giving me some of that energy too but you don't want to give me that type of energy because and i'm just gonna leave it blank because like i said i'm not gonna give it away but i'm glad that she finally gave him some truth because Lance, in a way, I feel, as a character, he is very delusional, and he's very, like, delusional. I was trying to find another word for it, but he, he's delusional. And he's, like, one of those people who's like, well, I, I'm not gonna, like, see how I could have caused this situation. I'm just gonna put the blame on one person, even though it kind of takes two to tango. But he's just very, like, not right in the head. And Mia, 
had to let him know, like, dude, you tripping. Just as much as you flipping out on him, you need to be flipping out over here, too. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. Like I said, I'm not going to give it away. My next pro was Quentin, a.k.a. Terrence Howard. He was hilarious. We all have that one friend who just likes to stir the pot. Well, not all of us. I'll say some of us. If you do have a big friend group like this, y'all all know that one friend that likes to stir the pot. Just stir it. Just got all the piping hot information. Know all the secrets that they probably shouldn't know. And, you know, could expose anybody at any moment. But, you know, he not going to do it because he loves his friends. But at the end of the day, he might do it for... For shits and giggles, you know. So Quentin was definitely funny, and it's weird because I don't have a, I don't have like the best relationship, or I don't, I tend to not like people with the name Quentin. But Terrence Howard was hilarious. He was just so messy, like that. Just like his character kind of proved that like men be messier than than women sometimes. Definitely, definitely, definitely be messier than than men than women. So Quentin was hilarious. He was funny. My next pro was Harper being there for Lance. And that just kind of, like, is a testament to me of, like, male friendship. I think male friendships are so adorable because it's, like, they're literally kind of, like, little, like, I don't know. Every time I see, like, boys being friends, like, they just remind me of, like, little boys. Like, oh, they're so cute. And then it's, like, unless it's, like, a major, major situation, like, they're going to be there for each other. I will say that. Like, boy friendships are funny like they could be like fighting one minute and then the next minute they're like oh bro i love you bro like they get over stuff quickly you know like they talk about it they hash it out and then like next minute they own 2k together just like nothing ever happened so i love that harper was there for lance when he needed him even though lance really kind of wanted nothing to do with harper and was kind of like over harper at that point like he was still there for him as you know he needed him so harper was there he was there to catch lance when he fell literally so i loved it i love just male friendships in, in general and last but not least my favorite pro was or my favorite pro last but not least uh my next pro is shelby and what she did at the end i'm not gonna say what she did at the end but i kind of like to see her character like grow and change because miss shelby was annoying she was very very annoying she was very much she's like she fit her real housewives title very well she kind of reminds me of i'm trying to see what character she reminds me of like she gives me very much like kenya and giselle vibes so if you watch real housewives of atlanta she's kind of like kenya Moore. she gives me like very much kenya Moore. but if you also watch real housewives of potomac she's giving me like the tackiness of giselle the tackiness slash hating tendencies of Giselle you know so very much like that but what she did at the end I was like okay girl you know thanks for being helpful you know they needed that we all needed that so I'm, I was glad to see her develop some type of maturity so boom loved it so those are all my pros I love the sequel because sometimes I feel like sequels can ruin the integrity of the original movie i love that the characters lives fit perfectly uh 15 years later with what i what i pictured they would be doing the lip sync scene mia giving lance some truth quentin harper being there for lance and shelby's actions at the end those are my pros now for my cons which i I have to figure out another word for my cons because it's like it doesn't take away from the movie it's just parts that well, I guess it is a con. It's just parts that I didn't really like. So, 
my cons are my first con is Harper and his shady ways like and that's one thing I hate that movies do to people who decide to either be like writers or journalists or reporters like they are always shady in some way and I'm like we are not you know I consider myself to be uh, some type of journalist you know I went to school for that I got my degree in mass communications but, you know, that's what I got my degree in. And I do consider myself to be some type of journalist. Even though, you know, I'm not like a major, major journalist <laughs> yet. But I do consider myself to, you know, be some type of journalist. And I hate that people who, like, go into, you know, whether they decide to be an author or a reporter or, you know, whatever they decide to do with their degree. An entertainment reporter, it doesn't matter. They are always shady and, like, sneaky and underhanded. And that's what Harper was. Like, I just feel like if I was... Like, if I was Harper's friend, I just wouldn't be able to trust him fully because it's always something. It's always something. Like, it's he's just so shady. It's like, I wouldn't ever, ever trust his true intentions. Even though, like, he does have good intentions that he does want to do good. It's kind of like he the way he goes about trying to do things or trying to get things, it just doesn't ever go right. Like, it's always sneaky so I didn't like that I was like Harper why are you always shady why are you always kind of like the the snake in the grass I was like hey just be a good person because you are a good person just be that just because you are an Arthur an Arthur an author or whatever it is that you do does not mean you have to be sneaky does not mean you have to dump dip dive dodge to get what you need to get you know so I didn't like your shady ways my next call was Lance and his self-righteousness. Oh, my God. If you watched Best Man Holiday, then you know the type of man that Lance was, you know, before he got married to Mia, you know, like how he was moving. And even though he had pretty much reformed his ways in Best Man Holiday, he still had kind of like that self-righteous air about him. Like, you know, that he was always right. He was bigger than now. He was greater than now. And I just didn't like that. And I was like, Lance. Somebody need to knock you down a few notches because you're doing the most. You're doing the absolute most. You're being dramatic and you need to stop. So definitely his self-righteousness. I was like, ooh. Like for some reason, every time he came across my screen, I just wanted to like smack his little milk dud head. Like as fine as Morris Chestnut is, I still want to, I want to pop him real quick because he just was, ooh, child. But anyway. My next con was Shelby. Like I said, she even though she what she did at the end was like very like I commend her for it. Throughout the whole entire movie, she was just so annoying. She was just very very annoying. Like I said, she reminds me of Kenya from Real Housewives of Atlanta and Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac. Like she was just very petty, very jealous, very ugh, just that, she was just, ugh, I was like, girl, you absolutely do act like a housewife, you absolutely do act like one of the real housewives of something, oh my gosh, she was annoying, but, and then she was mean to her kids, like, or her, her daughter, I think her daughter had, like, a weight problem, and she was just so mean to her, and I was like, oh my god, like, girl, Miss Melissa D'Souza, well, I can't blame Melissa, it's just a character she played, but I like Miss Shelby, girl, with this Dolly Parton wig you got going on. Her hair was bigger than the screen at times. So I was like, girl, please chillax. Chill. Chill on that. But she was annoying. And my last con was Mia keeping secrets. 
And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to even allude to what the secret could be. I'm just going to say, Mia, keep your secrets. I don't like that. Because then it led to something else. And I was like, you know what, Mia? I'm tired of you and your surprises. I'm tired of you. Because it's always something like, she like Harper to me. It's always something with you. She was trying to put on that good girl facade. <laughs> Mia, stop. Even though she was kind of a good woman. She was a good girl. But, ooh. You know how some people are so good at keeping secrets. And then you find out what the secret is. And you just be like, why didn't you tell anybody? It was very much like that. And that's just what I'm going to leave it at. Those were all of my cons. Harper's shady ways. Lance's self-righteousness. Uh, Shelby was very annoying. And Mia keeping secrets. My overall rating of Best Man Holiday, I give it an 8 out of 10. It was a very good movie. Like I said, it's not a movie that you just sit there and watch over and over and over and over because your emotional state, I just don't think it's, it's not ready. It's, it's just not ready. I wasn't ready for it. But yeah, very good movie. Very good. If you want to, it is a holiday movie, so, you know, you can watch it on the holidays, but I request having emotional support. <laughs> I suggest, not request, I suggest you have emotional support. Because, baby, you're going to need it. And that'll wrap up Black Review Christmas Edition, y'all. This is our third installment of Black Review Christmas Edition. Don't forget to come back on Monday because I will be reviewing another Christmas movie. What will it be? I don't know. You got to come back and find out. Hello. Uh, follow me on all my social medias. My socials are th. E-E underscore B-L-A-Q box. That's my Instagram and my Twitter. You can follow me on there. Look out for the polls if you do follow me. And please vote on what movies y'all want me to review on Friday. I will be uh, posting the new poll for next Friday's show on Wednesday. So look out for that. Um, Y'all, we got, I think it's the 11th today. So we have 14 days. 14 days until Christmas. So get all your Christmas shopping done. Be safe out there. Be careful out there. Remember, coronavirus is still very much prevalent, prevalent, present and prominent. So please take precautions. Don't just be out here throwing caution to the wind, okay? We don't have time for it. But this has been the Black Review Christmas edition. Till Monday, kings and queens. I'm going to see y'all. Don't forget to come back. New Christmas movie on Monday. Okay, don't don't forget, cause I'm gonna be waiting for y'all. But I hope y'all have a good and fantabulous Friday, and I'll see y'all Monday. Bye.